Hello and welcome to the Five Song Mixtape, where we discuss a new mix each and every week. My name is Michael. I'm Ocean Man. I'll take you by the hand and make you understand. <laughs> and I'm RJ. RJ, I've got a question for you. Let's see. Okay. How do you Spanish feel? For yes. How do you feel towards mythological creatures? Cool. Are we going down this route? <laughs> oh, I'm fresh in it today. Oh, like, are you watching? Are you pro mythological creatures? They're, there's, they're, they're out there. They are out there. Yeah, Nessie's a thing. Nessie is a thing, according to you. Dinosaurs are real too. They were. Yeah. I'm sure about mythical them. creatures. I know, but that, that, <laughs> that's what Nessie is. He's a dinosaur. Unless you read the Bible. <laughs> I didn't know he's not an alien because he's a dinosaur. <laughs> so she and she is not a dinosaur. Dinosaur. No, she she's no more dinosaur than you and I. Let me say it again. It's dinosaur. Standard <laughs> chicken. You're chicken. That's dinosaur. She is an evolved form dinosaur. of what was once a dinosaur. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> dinosaur ancestors. Dinosaur. Continue. Yeah. Come, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> now, if you were to hypothetically meet a centaur, okay, okay. Mm. Now it's a you half top or bottom. It's a half human, half horse. Yes, both. both. And you fell in love with this centaur. Okay, top or bottom? Well, centaur is bottom horse, top human. Yes. Minotaur is top, not horse, but top bull. Yeah, I think it's bull. <laughs> Looks more like a bison. <laughs> yeah, that does make sense though. Now, if you fell in love with this centaur, mm-hmm. would you feel obligated to procreate with the centaur? Yeah, that's like I said, b- b- top or bottom. Wait, with the centaur or senator? <laughs> oh, centaur, senator. Because if it was the senator, senator Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, <laughs> we can reproduce anytime. <laughs> if you know what I mean, sexually. But would you feel like obligated to society to have sex with the centaur? Like if I'm the last one, be like you know. No, like, no. Like, there's plenty of people in the world. Okay. The world is as it is now. Okay. So it's not like a weird plus one centaur. No, you just you meet a centaur, you fall in love. I think I try. Like who's getting pregnant? <laughs> me or the centaur? Well it's obviously a lady centaur. Okay. I was like, I'll try. There's oh, titties. He didn't even ask and he was all in. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'll try. we'll figure it out. It's like how big centaurs dip. <laughs> so you would do it? Yeah, why not? Yeah, all right. Trying to get that horse buzz? Yeah. You're still fucking a horse. Yeah, still fucking I mean, a horse. you could currently fuck a horse. You can. But it doesn't, you know, it's not the same. Oh, well, it's not the same. <laughs> like, I wouldn't okay. recommend sneaking up on a mare. <laughs> it's very dangerous. I've seen videos. <laughs> no. Like, there's two, two variations. Like, you know, what are you doing back there? I'm about to fuck you. Okay, I know what I'm getting into. Versus, what are you doing back there? Nay! No, yeah, horses yeah. don't. They don't have thoughts. <laughs> okay, so the horse they is going to kick me. That. The they horse have, is going to be like, no. They have instincts, and oftentimes they ignore those because <laughs> you can literally ride a horse until it fucking dies. Yeah, yeah, the horse can just say. I'm done running. I'm tired. <laughs> but it doesn't have that thought. And, just keep and it mm-hmm. dies. That's a dumbass animal. Now, what if the horse just talked? Like, it's not a centaur technically, but it was able to communicate with you, RJ. Like the old sitcom with the like talking Mr. Horse. Ed? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, but it has a lady voice. It's not a male voice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Still? 
I think so. <laughs> You're going to reproduce? Well, I mean, also the question is, is RJ in a good enough financial position to support a family <laughs> of potentially hybrid centaur Filipino children? I'd do it in bounds and never look back. I'd go to the liquor store and, you know, never come back home. Yeah, go back. <laughs> go for a pack of I already, cigarettes I already when you don't smoke this. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Centaur's like, you don't smoke. I'm going to go get some hay real quick. I'll be back. Yeah. I'm going to go to the feed store. <laughs> Father said he would go to the feed store. And haven't seen him for 17 years now. Yeah. It would be awesome if the government found you, RJ, and be like, listen, we found a centaur, and it turns out you're a genetic match for it. It's in my DNA. <laughs> You have to fuck the centaur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you don't, they will die. I'm already walking towards the centaur. They're like, no, he didn't even argue or ask yeah. for like money. He's, he's ready for it. Honestly, and- if the government told him that he had to fuck the centaur, he'd be like, no, I don't. He just <laughs> wouldn't. Just on principle. But the centaur's vagina is like uh, a horse's dick, right? Like it like comes out. Oh, yeah, it's like a hyena pussy. Yeah. Yeah. I know all the animal pussies. You want to talk cloacas? We can get in cloacas. But everyone in here wishes they had a cloaca. (laughs) Well, good to know, RJ. You know what? If you're ever in a sticky situation, like, you know, and you're like, oh, I got a guy. I mean, I'm I'm not in that sticky situation. You are. You're going to be in that situation. (laughs) If you're ever, like, you know, and the final question, would you fuck a centaur or do you know somebody that would be like, I know a guy. I'm like, I need to phone a friend. <laughs> He'll be here in 10 minutes. Can I phone a Filipino? Yeah. <laughs> Fly here not an option. Devin's magic carpet ride. That, that would be interesting to know, like, how many generations before you did one of your ancestors fuck a horse or sheep? Mm, well... I think I'm like 50% Scottish, so one, <laughs> one generation is the answer. Yeah. Or pig. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm going to say probably more. <laughs> Maybe less <laughs> pig. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's more frequent because they're just, you know, on a little tiny island, just kind of like trying to survive. You know, they, they do their crops and stuff, and they're like, well, I'm lonely on a little tiny island, and I got a farmland with animals. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. other people here, but I'm still lonely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're just making I'm, excuses to fuck a pig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's been like well, an hour and I ain't know, got no pussy. It's, so like, like, it's like 11 a.m. What are we doing here? <laughs> Damn, I haven't had breakfast yet. I'm going to fuck this pig. I got to go grocery <laughs> yeah. shopping today. I mean, yeah. that basically sums it up. Uh, I didn't sleep so good last night. I'm going to fuck this goat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's part of some libertarian ideas, right? What? <laughs> like waking up late and fucking ghosts? <laughs> no, just, I wouldn't just say it's animals. our central charter, but you know, <laughs> if the animal consents, it likes it. Oh, I mean, sure. Like <laughs> the thing is, like bestiality is illegal, but it's only illegal if you get caught. So, okay. like, how many people are getting arrested for bestiality, and what other crimes are they committing in the process? Yeah, you know. So, like, for them to find out. You gotta be, you know, fucking an animal in public yeah, or you, videotaping it. You see or, a lot of the like police going after like pedo rings and going after like big drug cartels. But we yeah. know from Mr. Hands that there's like a oh, an yeah. animal ring of mm-hmm. bestiality men. There's a bestiality. What uh, f- 
famous celebrity or sandwich spokesperson do you think is a secret bestiality fan? Is it Jared? I mean, no, Jared's already got the children. You can't be into children and and animals. I'm bi. Yeah. <laughs> bi? I like fucking kids and animals. <laughs> well, not that this many... Not that this matters, but like what genders? Oh, I don't give a fuck about gender. I thought you were talking about species. Yeah. God. Literally, let's look back in the history and just see how many like petting zoos, like Subway, like catered to the event. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's sitting there. He's like, yes, children kids, pet that sheep. Kids and sheep, <laughs> man. <laughs> Um, all right, RJ, today is your episode. <laughs> Learned a lot about you, though. I like it. Um, Would you fuck Bigfoot? Is that what we're getting to? I'm just asking. Why not? Oh, there's plenty of reasons why not. <laughs> yeah. Bigfoot, Bigfoot want it. Rip your dick off. Not careful. Bigfoot might want it, but you won't know because she is still an animal. True. What if it's a he but tricks you into thinking it's a she? Like tucks it. Ooh. <laughs> I'd be interested in that battle then. I would train for that battle just in case. I would train for that. Yeah. You know, like if I saw a Bigfoot and he's like somehow like invited me to his cave, I'd be like, I'll come back in nine months and I'd just be working out so hard because I'm be like, I know that I swear that I swear I saw a dick like, on that Bigfoot. Like, is he wine and dining you? Well, yeah. No, well, he's just like. Come on, like, come up to my cave. Let's hang out. I'm like, I know what this Bigfoot's trying to do. And then when I show up and he's wearing, like, this blonde Bigfoot wig, he's got this Bigfoot lipstick on, he's wearing Bigfoot heels. The record player's playing. Yeah. He just laying on top of a cave piano. Smoking a Virginia Slim. Smoking Virginia Slim, my favorite brand. I walk in, I'm like, Oh, I know what's going on here, and we're just we're gonna get real close. But I know when he's gonna make his move, and we'll fucking wrestle till I beat the shit out of that Bigfoot. Bigfoot's like, Look, man, a hole's a hole. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Start speaking English. Yeah. yeah. I just like redheads. Yeah. It's like, well, how are we doing this then? Am I fucking you? Or you fucking me? Because it's very different. I'll do a favor, but not that favor. You know. <laughs> Um. All right. Today we're just a couple of lounge lizards, right, guys? Oh yeah. Just some lounge lizards, different than the lot lizards. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. RJ, this week I just wanted to go hang out in good old Jan's lounge. I was thinking about drinking some whiskey for this. Ooh, at Jan's? Is Jan's still open? Jan's is still open. They got a new sign, so I think they're doing well. Oh, you did? Like two years ago. I was drunk and they made me. Did like, you Sweet Home Alabama? Journey? Uh, I, did, uh, I did Boys of Summer. Oh, Ataris or... Uh, Ataris, of course. Oh, just don't they have the Ataris me. version? <laughs> yeah, literally, Kyle's like, let's go sing. And I'm like, I don't want to. And next thing you know, I'm just sitting there drinking. And it's like, Kyle and RJ singing the Ataris Boys of Summer. Come on down. And I'm like, fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> He's like, hey, I put your name in. <laughs> It'd be funny if you did karaoke and like, yeah, I want to do Africa. And they start playing Toto's Africa. You're like, no, I want to do Weezer's Africa. <laughs> like, it's the same thing. You're doing the singing. It doesn't fucking matter. This isn't even the real band. <laughs> um, all right, RJ, what is the name of this mix for this week? 
I did a mix titled A Modern Day's Jukebox. Now walk me through this rabbit hole. Okay. What 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 came first? Uh, I think originally I think it was the egg. Yeah, like <laughs> literally like an egg loved a chicken. Oh, like, oh, an egg loved a chicken. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, You wanna get scrambled, baby? And then the baby was like, Yeah. Well, I actually think that there was semen and the innards of an egg that were like people from the ocean projected from space they're aliens and like they ocean people formed a hard calcium shell to protect themselves of the environment of earth what we now know as earth <laughs> and they gestated for a period of time using the warmth of the uh, lava rocks and uh-huh. first emerged the first chicken so there's a thing on youtube i don't know how or instagram i don't know how new it is but like they decided to hatch a chicken a chick like without a shell so they showed showed like the whole process of it, and I was like, "Ah, oh, there's a lot of weird stuff what do you happening." Hatch there? without a shell? I don't know. Science. Ugh, that sounds awful. Oh, they like, left the the, the, the the layer on the inside, the membrane. Yeah, they just put it like in a plastic bag, and they put like a bunch of wires to it and everything. <laughs> plastic bag. It was weird. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "Fucking dump this egg in a Ziploc and fuck, I don't know, just sit on it." They for put a like while. a blue wire on there, green wire, and then the baby chicken started hatching. <laughs> I made a chicken come in the Ziploc bag. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is you want me to get this little egg yolk and just jizz inside of it. Yeah, yeah, Tom. Okay, I'll so, do it. So I took my Ziploc bag and I jerked off this chicken. <laughs> then I just took it on my hand and I shoved it in the chicken pussy. And I just left it there. I left the chicken pussy on my hand for like 12 hours. And just, what do you know? An egg came out. Crazy. So you yeah, so. made this mix thinking of chickens? So originally I had this mix because I knew of the, the group and just their covers and everything like the that. The group? I, it's a group. It's yeah. a group? Yeah. It's a group. Okay. It's whatever the guy's name is, something, 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 postmodern jukebox. It's Scott Bradley's postmodern jukebox? Yeah, that's what I said. Now, so it's his like group and then he just brings people that he features in. But I, I, I wanted to do the creep song originally. That's the reason for the mix is just one song? Yeah. Interesting. Are you uh, emotionally attached to this mix? I do like the creep song. The other <laughs> ones are fine. I enjoyed them. So you like one song out of five? I mean, they're, they're out of the probably like 60 of them that I listened to. I was like, I like that there's, one. Yeah, there's... Out of the 60. There's like... <laughs> yeah, there's so many. So many songs. Yeah. Like, I, I was, can't keep up. Like, I skimmed through them, and I was like, I like that one. Yeah. So I have a... I like those ones, and then I kind of fine-tuned it to okay. these five. All right. Um, I want to know what other songs were on your maybe list. Yeah, call me maybe. That is that, on the that list. Made it. <laughs> um. All right. So, a modern day's jukebox. RJ, what do you think is our favorite song? Least favorite song. Favorite artist. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mike, I said favorite song too because you said you don't like the song "Creep." Um. Fa- then I said my least- favorite song is two. Yeah, because okay. you're like, I never found a good Creep song. and I, was I like, did not say that. I, think I you said, said that there's one. too many covers of Creep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. So you, so you have found a good cover or something No, like that. I have found plenty of good covers of Creep. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully there's just a good. lot of Too many. <laughs> so I said favorite song, two. Least favorite, five. Favorite artist, one. Least favorite, five. Favorite artist, one. Now, what do you mean by favorite artist? 
Yeah, that's a tricky one, and I have like are you saying George picked. Michael is my favorite artist? No, the, mm. the the artist that covered it. So it's featuring who in here? So Dave Cause. Uh, I mean, he could be included in that because it's yeah. featuring him. Well, so that would be it, yeah. We could do it that way. We could do. There's there's, there's no answer to this. Yeah, because it's all Scott Bradley's postmodern jukebox. So yeah. I was just like featuring whoever the artist people. The, are. So the feature, yeah, is the favorite. Okay. Yeah. What do you think? I think Devin that's. Said? I think that's how I did it. So I said two five one, and then Devin, I said three song least favorite song four. Wait, what did you uh, just say? You said three song. Yeah, you're doing shit back. The favorite man. song is three. Okay. okay, there we go. Least favorite song is four, and favorite artist is two. Three, four, two. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, all right. So, modern days jukebox, uh, postmodern jukebox, also widely known as PMJ, yeah. is a rotating musical collective, not a group, RJ. Founded oh, by shit. arranger and pianist Scott Bradley in 2011. He's a ranger, like a park ranger. <laughs> a ranger. Or is he a, oh, an <laughs> army ranger. Ranger. He's an army ranger. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's out there with uh, Douglas. Uh, oh, just, oh, the elven <laughs> rangers. <laughs> well, you don't have to be a specific race to be a ranger. Yeah, but the elves were pretty. Like, I just watched some of the Hobbit movies. The elves are really the sickest race. Yeah. I don't want to be racist, but like they are the coolest race, the palest, the whitest, (laughs) most Aryan people in Middle Earth. Yeah, Yeah. they're all weird and deformed, like those dwarves. (laughs) Pretty sure RJ would be a Hobbit. No, how many? uh, Would you like three breakfasts, RJ? I do like three breakfasts too. I don't know. Um, I mean, breakfast is good. Do you want to just sit on your patio and smoke a pipe? Maybe do some light gardening? Fuck, that sounds like me. That sounds like Devin. <laughs> I'm more of taking naps. Yeah, I like I, naps. I know I'd be a hobbit, though. But I don't think RJ would be a hobbit. Yeah, I think he'd just be the most hobbit dwarf. Mm, okay. <laughs> I, like I mean, dwarves like, like uh, gems and coins. And they like making shit. Do you like doing that? Nah. Yeah. There's not a sleeping race, you know? There's not a race that likes naps. I mean, the hobbits just, do. Hobbits, hobbits are like naps. Fuck, I hate naps. I'm a dwarf. <laughs> I mean, maybe he's one of the, uh, uh, what are they, the ants? Are you a giant tree? Oh, he could be a tree. You're just a slumbering tree in the forest? You might be a slumbering tree. <laughs> well, I'll be a tree. Uh, like a smoke tree. Yeah. I take it back. I'm an elf. <laughs> I saw that one coming. <laughs> it's the coolest one. Um, I, I I think the uh, the hybrid orc elf is the coolest one. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. Oh no, they're the um, I can't remember their name right now. They're the um, orcs that are in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. They're the ones that Saruman is like undigging. Um, they're an actual oh. orc elf hybrid. Oh, yeah. The, okay, I didn't I think get that. He's referred to as the pale. No, the pale orc is in the Hobbit movies. He's referred to as something like that. Yeah, there. There's so much shit in Lord of the Rings, dude. Do you fucking know that Gandalf and Saruman and Sauron are angels, bro? 
What? Yeah. Did you know that they're older than Middle Earth? That they were sent there by the <gasps> god that made them? They're heavenly creatures? Yeah. And they were sent there, which what? is why Gandalf has a transformation like he has. Oh, it becomes Gandalf the white? Or the gray? <laughs> gray to white. Gray to white? Yeah. Oh, fuck. He reached his final form. Yeah. Unless there's something better than white, which right now there is not. I mean, Sauron's but, pretty cool. Uh, I mean, yeah, Sauron was... I mean, he's, Pretty, he's pretty powerful. <laughs> just like Darth Vader was powerful cool too. He wasn't necessarily cool. Yeah, he was just a cuck though. Yeah, oh. cuck ass bitch. PMJ is known for reworking popular modern music into different vintage genres, especially early 20th century forms such as swing and jazz. Postmodern jukebox has amassed over 1.4 billion YouTube views and 5 billion subscribers each week. Postmodern Jukebox releases a new video on YouTube. Although originally most were filmed casually in Bradley's living room. Probably had some sexy time in there too. Yeah, it's a casting cat situation. <laughs> same, sure. It's the same place. Same, They film the same yeah. thing. So you're here for music yeah. or my dick? <laughs> I mean a, a calendar. Calendar shoot. So I need to make a video to send to producers. Yeah. <laughs> Help, I'm stuck in my bass guitar. <laughs> Help me, stepbrother. Um, the band has covered songs by artists ranging from Lady Gaga and The Strokes to Katy Perry and The White Stripes since their beginnings as a small group of friends making music in basement in a basement in Queens, New York. Um, Postmodern Jukebox originally with Scott Bradley began shooting videos with friends from college in his basement apartment in Astoria. Sounds like porn, too. <laughs> Uh, Bradley struggled for years as a jazz musician in New York City before one of his videos became popular in 2009. He received a message on Twitter from author Neil Gaiman. Two years later, his video for a Motown tribute to Nickelback included Drew Davis and some other people. Um, so I'm assuming you guys have been watching the YouTube stuff for a while. Yeah. I've seen them. I don't know if I've been watching them, but mm-hmm. I've like uh, picked through it to find the songs that I want to hear. I literally think Devin probably showed me this one like a long time ago. He's like, check out this cover of Creep. Probably. <laughs> and I was just like, that's yeah. cool. And then he showed me like seven other ones, and then that's probably how I first heard about it. Hmm. Yeah. I will say right off the top, I like the jazz music, or like I like the musical aspect of these guys all together and their ability to change it to a certain style. Um, it doesn't show that much in these, but they stay pretty true to the form, and like they are legit good musicians. So I, I have appreciate that. to say up top as well. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. I want it to be clear. Okay. okay. I like Boardwalk Empire. I love the movie Cabaret. It's one of my favorite movies of the 1970s. Okay. Big fan of Michael Mann's Public Enemies. I like The Adventures of Tintin. American Pop is one of my favorite movies. Right. Porco Rosco is a good movie. I Great even like Gatsby. It's fine. That doesn't really apply. No. Okay. Billy Holiday. I like Billy Holiday. I don't okay. mind some Fred Astaire. You know, some okay. Duke Ellington, some Sinatra. Okay. Some Benny Goodman. Some Glenn Miller. Sammy Davis Jr. Now, four out of the five of these songs, I feel, well, no, for the whole thing, RJ, I felt triggered the entire time. 
I felt like you were okay. coming after me. That you were like, <laughs> I'm going to do this to Mike. And he's yeah. not going to like it. I noticed those. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know if Arjay's aware of this. I thought he was, but I look on his put, face. You put, you're thinking too much effort. Put it in this. I was <laughs> like, I like these songs. I'm going to put them on there. I don't think he's realized what he's done. No, he's not. I don't think you realize how so Mike, triggered. you're a fan of Dave Brubeck, right? Take five? Devin, Devin. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I don't even know if RJ knows what we're talking about. No. Nope. Take five, the candy bar? Yeah. Okay. Take five, the candy bar. Take five, the candy bar. Break me off a piece of that. Take five. I, I really, <laughs> listening to this, I got so mad and so frustrated listening to this mix. And I knew that RJ didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> All right. All right. And so just know that, RJ, that I've never felt more triggered from a mix on this podcast than this mix. So I, I emotionally affected him. Yeah, it just made me mad. I would listen to a song, and I, I'll tell you why. It would just make me mad, RJ. Do you know any of the reasons why? Is any of it intentional? No. <laughs> I mean, some of the things I put on there for reasons for songs... Like your own personal reason? Well, Devin likes call me maybe, so I put that on there. <laughs> yeah, no, I like, and I saw like I see the you know the variety of the actual songs, and like it makes sense for the three of us. But then there's parts of the songs <laughs> that are not a part of the original song. No, motherfucker, they're not. <laughs> not, and it makes me so mad. <laughs> so. Are you aware of those? If you're t- give me more details. Okay, oh, we'll, we'll get out. there. We'll, we'll get there. Out. All right, this is an interesting revelation <laughs> into what I thought was purely intentional. All right. Now, I said the things that I like. I can't stand most things from the early 20th century. Like stuff from the 20s, 30s and 40s, I can't stand. I'm mm-hmm. a 50s and 60s guy. Yeah. So like music, can't stand it from that time period i fucking hate it a lot of movies i named some movies i do like but a lot of other shit from that time period i can't stand fucking hate it um and so all right all right rj all right we've got the first one here we've got track number one careless whisper well i guess say by scott bradley's postmodern jukebox i don't know who the fuck dave cause is yeah. Because, bro. It's the cause. <laughs> because. <laughs> yeah. I have the the cheetah friend. <laughs> now, I don't want to get into George Michael. I don't think that this uh, mix is appropriate to get into the artist that originates the song. I'll get into the song. I'm not getting into George Michael, RJ. Yeah. Okay. Careless Whisper is a song from George Michael. It was uh, written by Michael... And Andrew Wrigley, Ridgely from Wham, released in 1984 on Wham's album, Make It Big. The song features a prominent saxophone riff and has been covered by a number of artists since its first release. Now, I'm very familiar with the song. Big George Michael fan. Saw, saw it, and I was like, okay, let me hear, because I have heard of covers of this song before. I haven't heard this one. So I was like, let me hear it. And then something happens in the middle of the song, RJ. Well, let's talk about the beginning of the song. Oh, that cantina band from Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how 
What are your feelings going into this altogether? As soon as it started, it triggered me. I was like, these motherfuckers, okay. they're just doing fucking Star Wars, the Cantina Pan from T to B. Yeah. Triggered. Okay. I don't like swing. Yeah. It reminds me of Panera Bread when I work there because they play a lot of bullshit music like this. What? <laughs> they play swing music at Panera Bread? We Hell play yeah. 80s in our lobby. Oh, they have soup there. That means there are lots of 80-year-olds <laughs> that show up at 9 o'clock in the morning. Now, nah, I'm sense. a fan of Swing Kids. Like that movie. It's a good movie. Christian Bale. Young Christian Bale. Isn't there a band called Swing Kids? I don't know. There's a movie. Right. Right. Uh, I can't remember if there's an actor playing Django Reinhardt in that movie. Or they just talk about Django Oh, it's about Django? It's not about him. It's about oh. Nazis. But as are I'd most say. things. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Either way, I'm interested. Now, RJ, did you know that there's a Seether cover of this song? I did not know that. You should check it out. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't even know know. what Seether, like, what do they sound like? Oh, bro. (laughs) You don't know what Seether sounds like? Chevelle, but kick it up a notch. (laughs) (laughs) They're like Three Doors Down-esque. It's like Three Doors Down meets Slipknot. Yeah, there we you go. You hear the drummer died? A slipknot? Yeah. I heard somebody died. I don't know who it was. Like, yeah, one of the guys with the weird mask. Yeah, <laughs> the mask. <laughs> Which drummer? Oh, Which of the three, three drummers? drummers? Was it the barrel drummer or the actual drummer? <laughs> the, actual <laughs> the barrel drummer. drummer. Yeah. How many just toms did he have? Yeah. No, this dude just fucking hit <laughs> barrel. Tom DeLongs? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Art, did you know that there's a Boyce Avenue cover of this song? Oh, yeah. I, I probably could have guessed that. <laughs> Smooth ass Boyce Avenue. I think, okay, literally, I think they're in a competition of who can do more covers between Boyce Avenue yeah. and Postmodern. <laughs> yeah, they kind of corner the market. <laughs> um, so, saxophone is pretty specific. And there's not a lot of sax heads out there. That or phones that feature saxophone, sax fiends. <laughs> that sounds like our new band name, the sax. Yeah, it's, it's sax fiends. <laughs> we do. We play weddings and bar mitzvahs. I don't know how many people take the saxophone seriously, but in pop songs, it well, should Bill not Clinton be taken does. seriously at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, are you familiar with the song "Take Five? Are you familiar with "Take Five? No. Okay. Now this song, a candy bar, not just a candy bar. This is a song that I it was one of the, the. You have like milestones when you're playing guitar, and this was the song that was like a big milestone for me, RJ. It's a song called "Take Five. It's a beautiful little jazz number. And it's for not s- in four four. That's in five four. That's the five. I get it. <laughs> now. For some reason, RJ, <laughs> this person, this motherfucker, decided to play Take Five in this song. And it's for maybe, what would you say, Devin? Ten seconds? Yep. <laughs> yep. They take ten. Oh, yeah. To take five. <laughs> yeah. I want to know what dumbass decision was that. Yeah, because... I don't know. So I know that Postmodern Jukebox does their songs in eras of music. So it's like done in the style of 1960s pop or 1920s jazz or 1930s swing. So 
I don't know the style of the song, what it was supposed to be. Maybe it was just a reference to the popular music that was coming out at the time. And maybe that's why they're doing it in some of the songs. But it takes you out of it. (laughs) And they also play something else afterwards that I know and I cannot figure out what it is. Yeah, they do something. I don't know. Do you know what, what I mean? Is. Yeah, like, I know what you mean. It's a, like it's a the like part a where driving. they slow down. No, it speeds up. Yeah. So when they slow down, it's like the. That's take five. Okay. And they go. <laughs> and then it goes into the saxophone. Yeah. So, I don't know what other song that is, but it's another song that they're going into. And that bothered me <laughs> more than the take five part. So, I couldn't figure out what it was. And I was like, if we're doing a mashup, then do a mashup. But we're not doing a mashup. You're just throwing this in there. So, I was like, yeah, okay. That's the decisions okay. I don't understand. Because, like, I'm not a postmodern jukebox fan. Like, mm-hmm. I would never go out of my way to listen to this music because I can't stand it. Uh. But, like, when you're making a cover, like, what I love is when someone takes a song and adapts it to their style, right? Yeah. And with this song, they're taking a song, adapting it to someone else's style, and then on top of that, taking a separate song and putting it in there. And I'm yes. just like, what? What's happening here? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was. I still need to know what that song is. Yeah. After, like yeah. after take five, and then it just goes into it. I played it back several times. <laughs> I did not figure it out. And it started driving me crazy. But I will say about the song, um, just like you were saying, I like when a band takes a cover song and makes it their own in their own way. You know, like uh, yeah, like I appreciate the see their version of the song more than this song. <laughs> okay, I want to hear that now. <laughs> um, but like Dustin Kensrue doing Wrecking Ball, like he did it a different way and made it his own. Yeah, he's good at doing that. I appreciate covers like that more than the Boyce Avenue shit. So, so I that like that like, they do that in his Wrecking Ball cover, adding in vanessa carlton in the middle of it. yes you know okay <laughs> well that, i would like that that would be great <laughs> it is weird though for like because like who is this who's the target audience for your your music because you are playing you know you're playing a cover version of a george michael song so it's like is it george michael fans but you're playing it in the style of 1930s jazz mm-hmm. or is it for 90 year olds and then you bring in an obscure jazz song <laughs> for 10 seconds like who is this for yeah for because the one it's guy odd. in the audience well because you and i like completely understood <laughs> all in, somebody's like fuck yeah because <laughs> i heard it i mean and i was take like five bar two <laughs> so like honestly i had no problem with take five in there but the part afterwards is what bothered me. Mm-hmm. But I had no problem with take five in there just because I recognized it. And I was like, okay, they're doing the jazz style. And like, this is a prominent jazz song. Cool. That was it. <laughs> you know? So what I think about, and this lays out the rest of these songs is that 
I've I've said before I'm not a fan of fun music, and a lot of these songs are fun. Where I imagine they're really fun live, which is another thing I'm not a fan of. It sounds so Russian of you. Like, I am not a fan of fun and happiness. I feel like that was more Asian. Yeah. I know. It's well, the accent. I know. He's doing Mongolian. It's right up it's there. It's Mongolian. <laughs> you see, a Genghis Khan <laughs> do not like happiness or fun. <laughs> so, yeah, like, I don't like, hap- I don't like happy music. And on yeah. top of that, I don't, like, I imagine these are fun to see live. Because, like, if suddenly a dude's like, I'm going to do take five here, bro, watch yeah. it. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. And you got someone up there and they're fucking jazz cigarettes and then the flappers just fucking flapping around. It's like, I'm sure it's a good old time. It's not yeah. for me. Yeah. It's the same thing when it comes to movies. Like, bad movies, I can't stand. People love them. I, oh, people like love going to see, like, cult movies, like yeah. The Room? Or Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rocky Horror Picture Show, Big yeah. one. Can't fucking stand it. I'm yeah. never going to sit down by myself to watch Rocky Horror Picture Show. With those fucking nerds that yeah. love it? Hell yeah. Get out of here, nerds. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, RJ, how do you feel towards this song? I don't know there's issues with it. I liked it. <laughs> I like how they did a little breakup in there, and I was like, we could change things. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I like that the... I like that the cover was different, but this one... This one in particular sounded more like a cover of the song... Whereas other songs that they've done and other songs that they do on this mixtape sound more like an original song from that time, just using the lyrics from this time. Yeah. If that makes sense. So I, I really appreciate those covers where they completely take it and make it their own. But this one, uh, it was just like, it was too on the nose Mm -hmm. to be like a good cover for me. And it was like, it was a fine cover. Like I, I, I like, I like the song, but the other ones, uh, like some other songs that they do accomplish that a little bit better by really like just changing up the instrumentation, really making you think it's like ragtime jazz. Right. And then just using lyrics from Lady Gaga and you're like, okay, okay. I recognize the lyrics and I don't know this song. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. I like the little bossa nova groove at one point. Yeah. That was nice. Right before take five. Yeah. And when it's still in 4-4, four, four, and then they add that extra note in the air and make 5-4, <laughs> fuck everything up. Yeah. All right, moving on. We've got yeah. Creep here with uh, Haley Reinhardt, who has some really, really great covers. Mm. Like, Can't Help Falling in Love. That's like... Never heard the, it. You haven't heard her cover of that? Never heard the song. You know the Elvis song. Who's Elvis. <laughs> her, her love fool cover is fantastic love fool yeah. what's that she <laughs> even does a cover of a one of my favorite Beatles songs that's like it's not like a deep cut but it's from abbey road it's called oh darling it's like it's one of my favorite Beatles songs from my favorite Beatles album Beatles? And, you mean the monkeys yeah oh yeah the monkey beats <laughs> good old monkey beats <laughs> good old monkey beats now, Creep, very, very popular song. Because of this mix, it made me think of something, which uh, I'm curious how you feel towards this statement, Devin. Is Creep to Radiohead 
the same as Dream On to Aerosmith? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could have picked a number of songs, though, but yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, you've never done a song that sounds like it. It's one of the reasons why I don't call myself a Radiohead fan, because I, from the majority of their catalog, I only like two albums that sound nothing like the rest of their catalog of music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, well, Creep, is it stands on its own. It's like, I don't know. I mean, it is the radio-friendly song by Radiohead. And it's weird because growing up, Radiohead, like Pablo Honey, those were words that I knew from music, but I never had an album by them. And the only song that they ever played on the radio was Creep. Yeah. And it's really odd that Radiohead became part of our lexicon and music without having any other hits. Like, they were just always around, and it was just, like, always assumed that you knew that that song Creep was by Radiohead or that it was even called Creep in the first place. Yeah. You know, like, I just knew that as a song on the radio. Like, the the one that I made, I don't know if it was, I think it was last week, those five songs that we've all heard don't know the names. It's like, one of those could have been Creep in my youth, and I would have never known Radiohead existed. And then, well, as, like, a teenager like in maybe like 18 or 19 finally started listening to radiohead and i was like what <laughs> yeah you can do this well it doesn't that? it doesn't help that they were sued over that song what yeah creep was they it was sued over an, a song from the 70s oh yeah that's like one of the big like big pop songs i forgot who did uh Someone did like a series on songs like this because like George Harrison, My Sweet Lord is like one of the most famous ones. Um, but yeah, it creeps on that list. Are they just talking four chord progression songs, basically? Basically, yeah. Because this isn't like the Vanilla Ice, no, uh, David uh, Bowie Queen thing. Like, no, that was pretty blatant. Yeah, this I don't know. This was just there's some chord progression from an <laughs> obscure song from the seventies that they're like, they stole it. Nah, yeah, I, so did everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Puddle of mud stole it from fucking Green Day. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's only seven chords, Dick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so okay, so creep. It's a great song. Um, I am curious how long because this song will never get canceled, right? Do you say the N word? <laughs> no, it, it's it's a creepy song though, right? It's, it's yeah, it's it's not the uh, it's not the friendliest song that's out there. No, <laughs> no, I don't think this will get canceled. I think it'll just be something. It sounds like they can use it in like uh like movies, you know, soundtracks. Yeah, where there's like a uh, incel. Yeah, incels, incels. <laughs> yeah. Now. There's too many covers of Creep for me to care about this song, RJ. At all. Okay. Uh, the song honestly has like Christmas vibes to me. Like it sounds like it could be playing with a Christmas mix. I can see that. Um, I don't like that she scats in it. Makes And to top it all off, RJ, for some reason, for some reason, they decide to do one of my favorite songs from the 50s in this song. 
I had not heard this cover before. And as soon as it came on, RJ, I was so mad. Was it Blind Melons, No Rain? <laughs> That's not 50s. Oh. Oh, That's, 50s. Yeah, it's by Fats Domino. Ain't That a Shame. Mm. It's my favorite oh. song. For some reason, they go into that melody in the song, and it makes me so mad. Wait, are you talking about in the uh, key change? I don't know when it is in the song. I think they might do it twice, Mm. but they just legitimately just do. They just do Ain't That a Shame. I didn't notice that in this one. Okay, let me... Put it in fats. Domino. You said goodbye. That right there. They just do that in the song for some reason. It's so frustrating. Interesting. So this is what I'm wondering. Because I know that all their songs are done in the style of a certain music. So I'm wondering if they took parts of a Fats Domino song and parts of an Etta James song and blended them together without actually doing it, you know, note for note. Yeah. To make this song, to do it in the style of the song, you know? Right. Yeah. So I'm curious because a lot of those old songs are just like jazz standards that they ended up, you know, just putting lyrics to Hell yeah. eventually and they evolved and all that stuff. So I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. But you guys love this song, huh? <laughs> yes. Yeah, the best. I mean, it's the best. Her voice is so good. It's fine. It's so good. I mean, Dustin Kenzer's creep is far superior to this. No. Song. Yeah. Dustin Kenzer soaked my <laughs> I, Yeah. I'd let him. I'd let him too. <laughs> RJ? Yeah, I like this song. Um, I like this cover. It's the one Devin, I think, showed me this amongst other ones years ago. Uh, I've heard a couple of her other songs. I enjoy them too, but I think this is the one that always stood out to, to me. This might be her top or their top song on I think it's one, one of their biggest songs for this one. This one yeah. blew up. It's yeah, not, it's not her biggest song. No, it's up there. She does her own like solo work. She was on American Idol for for gosh sake. Yeah, fuck American Idol. Yeah, of course she would go from American Idol to this. That is the one complaint that I have about the song is that it is American Idol-y Hell in the yeah. sense that she shows her whole vocal range. Mm. But it's the good side of American Idol. When I see somebody, I'm like, you got a goddamn good voice. Like that's cool. Like, she's got a great voice, and it's done in a way that, like, it's, this is an example of a cover that's taken out of the context of Radiohead and just using the lyrics Yeah, that I appreciate. And there's certain songs, like, I think Radiohead lends itself well to that with their open song structure. You know, they have a lot of other stuff going on, but they just have a basic, like, in their background. You can really fuck with that with all these other instruments and shit. So Need, need more high and dry covers. You know what I mean? Ooh, Jamie Colum. Have you ever heard that one? No. Ooh, jazz piano. That's my favorite. <sighs> okay. 
Food, drink, say, But you think that's pretty clever, don't you, boy? You're doing your day Riding on your motorcycle. Don't leave me. Don't leave me dry. It's James Blunt. Oh, yeah. He has a song I like. No. Yeah. Your beautiful. 1984. That song. I like that one. That's a good yeah. one. That song sucks. Boom, 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 boom. It's catchy. Yeah. It's gay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. We've got Call Me Baby. Call, call, call me, me Maybe. Call Me Baby. <laughs> Duh, baby. Yeah, call Me Duh, baby. You can't do that anymore. <laughs> In the scrub AIDS. <laughs> Don't call me that, baby. <laughs> um, so it's a Carly Rae Jepsen song from 2012 sure most people know oh i know can um, i go pee real quick i have a medical condition <laughs> sure. i'll be right back um i can't say that i'm like a huge carly ray jepson fan like in the sense of like i've never listened to more of her stuff yes <laughs> so i wish he was here to defend himself but since he's not literally I heard the song. I hated her as a person just because the song was stupid. And I bashed her. And then Devin's like, no, literally, you need to take a listen no, to her album. It. Her <laughs> album's beautiful. It's wonderfully put together, like all her songs. And he went on for years saying this. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I listened to it finally, right? I was like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was like, I listened to it. I tried to listen to like her other. Like, she, she has like three, four albums, I think. And I kind of listened to him, and I was just like, okay, it, it's a girl singer. She's singing about stuff. And I was like, I'm not blown away by anything. But, you know, I think he just has that attachment and my probably hatred for it, that yeah. he got closer to her and likes her more. Yeah, he'd be mad if I was just like, her and Kesha, I don't see a difference. I mean, one's a little more mellow than the other, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, you know, I, there's a lot of female artists that I was like, no, they're fantastic. But it's just, I never, never got that. Yeah, Devin agrees too. Like, Carly Rae Jepsen just sucks. But the thing is, is that, like, I would never a- agree to that <laughs> in my life. Anything that she does, like, you just, you get it from T Swift. So it's like, it's there already. You haven't listened. <laughs> I leave for 30 seconds, and this is what happens. <laughs> yeah. like, no. Devin hates her. Carly Rae Jepsen is not T-Swift. I love T-Swift. Yeah, of course she's different. not T-Swift. She's not as good. <laughs> she's not as good. Yeah. No. But she's amazing. I mean, amazing? Amazing. <laughs> Carly Rae Jepsen's album? Would you say? Emotion? Ke- oh, so good. Would you say Kesha's amazing? No. <laughs> I think same thing, right? I think Kesha's like a genius. Oh, how many songs have you guys listened to by Carly Rae Jepsen? <laughs> I listened to like two of her albums. Two of Carly Rae Jepsen's albums. Yeah, I was cleaning the house. Yeah. You're lying. <laughs> oh, <I did. laughs> yep. I don't trust you. <laughs> I'd rather listen to Kelly Clarkson. Since Ooh, you've been gone. Katy Perry. Katy Perry's got some bangers. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Listen the fuck out of Katy Perry. Yeah, but I mean, like, Miley Cyrus and Katy Perry. Similar. Miley Cyrus is great. Carly Rae Jepsen is great. Uh, she is. I'm telling you. I would listen to Party in the USA over this song. Party in the USA is great. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> but as soon as you listen to Emotion, the album, mm-hmm. you will understand what I mean, Mike. Uh, RJ might not understand. I don't believe you. No. Have you listened to it? No. I challenge you. <laughs> and if you don't, I'm going to make a 10-song mixtape next week <laughs> of Emotion. Uh, the song is too happy for me and her voice is annoying. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a weird style. I don't know what this one was in. I feel like it was the same as the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Are we still talking about Carly Rae or talking about this song? <laughs> yeah, no, Carly Rae Jepsen. Okay. Yeah, she's voice is annoying. She's fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, lots of piano, lots of crazy ivory, ivory tickling. And uh, the one thing I did like with these songs is that they do stay true to, like, original style from this era where, like, they're short songs. Like, they would do that in the 20s to fit two songs on one side of a record. Right, yeah. So, like, I appreciate that. I appreciate, like, the abruptness of the song because you're like, this song would be better slowed down. It's like, well, that's not how music was in the 20s, and it was like that for this reason. So... It is like authentic to that, which is kind of cool. It's like a novelty thing, um, but yeah, the song felt like rushed through. All these songs are novelty. I mean, they are technically novelty yeah. songs. I would yeah. these would fit on a Weird Al mix. You know what I mean? Well, you know I wouldn't I, put them I mean? up there with Weird Al. I mean, <laughs> Weird Al's scissors. Star Wars album. Yeah, yeah Star Wars album. I'm not a parody fan. I don't but his really, Star Wars album is great. Like I don't, I like a couple of Mel Brooks things. Like a couple, that's it. Like I'm not like a fan of parody. Like Spaceballs offends me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, one of I those nerds. I don't like that shit either. <laughs> I don't either. I don't like it either. No. Yeah, um, but yeah, I appreciate what they're doing with the uh, like the musicality of everything. Like it feels like these are actual jazz musicians playing the music. Are they? And they're doing it like they're talented musicians. These are, are like, they? They, yeah, they are. The dudes from like the movie Whiplash. They're those types of jazz are guys. They? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, like, the singers sometimes aren't the best singers. And uh, this one, like, she had a fine voice, and it was of the time, which is interesting too, because you see these. Like, I've seen a few videos where. You look at it and you're like, well, this is just an odd cover because you could have gotten anybody. You could have got, like, you got one person from American Idol. Why don't you just get all of them to come in and sing yeah, get the crazy ass songs? Yeah. Just get the failed singers. Yeah, exactly. Failed jazz bands. I mean, pull them from the X Factor for all I care. I don't give a shit. <laughs> get some guy that juggles from America's Got Talent to sing. <laughs> Anything else. But it seems like these, some of these singers are like, they are jazz singers in particular. They're not pop singers. Like they stick to this style and they're just trying to make music of this style by using the lyrics of modern day songs kind of based around the same song structure. Um, yeah, this one was, this one kind of fell flat for me and I love call me. Maybe I love Carly Rae Jepsen. She's my bae. We bays. But RJ, you chose the song for Devin. Yeah, and he likes Carly Rae, so I was like, I'll throw it on. Yeah, I like the original. <laughs> Carly Rae has nothing to do with this. 
I wish she did. <laughs> if Carly Rae Jepsen sang this song, that'd be a different story. That would be interesting. <laughs> that would be real interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving on, we've got I Don't Want to Miss a Thing. That's uh, an Aerosmith song. It's a great song. Real quick, do you guys ever pee <laughs> so much that like you think that like all of the liquid's going to leave your body and you're just going to turn into the guy from the Stephen King Thinner movie? No, I pee a lot, though. Do you yeah. pee? Yeah. Oh, I pee so much. Yeah. That's annoying. It sucks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm basically on a constant. I'm dehydrated, so I consume all the liquids and I try to save it. I you guess. still, you still pee when you're dehydrated. It just comes out like mud. <laughs> I don't pee much throughout the day. You don't? Oh, probably three, four times a day. Oh, I'm like seven at least. Oh, easy. I'm seven easy. before noon. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, yeah. if if I peed every time I had to, it would be much more. Yeah, that's like I I couldn't do it. I had a job for like two weeks being a delivery driver and i was like i can't just be pissing in bottles all day <laughs> like I no can't do it <laughs> yeah i pee in parking lots all the time <laughs> i don't care i got two doors that i can open nobody can see me peeing but they probably just see like these doors open and then just liquid <laughs> coming up from under them <laughs> so they, they, they know what's up <laughs> yeah i'm gonna get on megan's law one day because i'm gonna accidentally do it in front of a school but whatever <laughs> Yeah, I was going to tell you guys, speaking of dehydration, I turned, I leveled up my basic bitch coffee. Mm. Yeah, Because, like, I was getting dehydrated too much. So I was just like, what I'll just do is I'll just make blended coffee. Right? Oh, yeah. So it's just, I'll just throw a bunch of ice cubes in there, and it helps a lot. And then I th- started putting, like, protein powder in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know you're not supposed to do that with coffee. No, no you can. <laughs> you can. Yeah. You we actually delicious. have a protein powder at my work that we put in. Yeah, really? Out. You're, make, you're making yeah. frappes, oh, bro? I thought it was like a no-no. because I just no. we, have a, we have a vanilla protein and a chocolate protein that we make like banana smoothies oh, with. Oh, yeah. I put banana coffee. cream protein no. powder in there. You got to have the base to make the drink. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to coffee. Okay. It's a thing. We had a frappe base. No, no, no. It's okay. The, we'll call off the we'll call off the cops. But we used to have a frappe base that was like cappuccino flavored powder, and I never knew what the point of it was. But we tried making it like blended drinks without it, and it's like, oh, this is bullshit. This is like <laughs> this is Hawaiian shaved ice coffee flavored, unsweetened. Yeah, and then you throw in the frappe mix, and it's like, oh, this is what I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been making me happy the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Try some coconut water in there too for Ooh. hydration. So good. That's a good idea. Even just ice or like cold brew or iced coffee mm-hmm. and coconut water together. Damn. I'll try that. It's real good. Yeah, I don't want to miss a thing. Great Aerosmith song from the movie Armageddon. Um, power ballad. Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I didn't know this, but the song originally was envisioned to have like C- Celine Dion make it, but then Aerosmith made it. Oh, so that means they didn't write it? Oh, no. They don't write most of their songs. Yeah. yeah. What about Dream On? That what about probably, Sweet Dreams? Probably not. Yeah. Love in an Elevator? Dude you know looks like a lady or something? Hell yeah. <laughs> That's Dude definitely... That's like a lady. That's that's either steven tyler or some disgruntled songwriter writing about steven tyler 
Like, oh, I got to write a song for Steven Tyler Verismith. It's not fucking talented at all. <laughs> yeah, fuck, dude looks like a lady. Oh, I got an idea for a song. <laughs> dude looks like a lady. Now, RJ, what this song has going for it for me is that I like the Aerosmith song. <laughs> and the song reminds me of Disneyland. Like, when you go to Disneyland and you hear the music that they're playing in the background, this is yeah. what it sounds like. Like the marching band down the street? Yeah. The jazz band? Fucking yeah. Yeah. They're pretty good. Yeah. They're not bad. I mean, yeah, they're a marching band. <laughs> How good can you get? You know Nick Cannon. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Famous black Israelite Nick Cannon. <laughs> Yeah, I was able to uh, digest the song a little bit better than the other ones just because it reminded me of Disneyland. I'm a fan of Disneyland. Um, I'm a fan. I'm The more I watch the movie Up, the more I hate it, but I don't mind the songs from Up or the music from Up. Mm. Um, I used to love the movie Up, but I've seen it so many times now that that movie has so many issues about just the characters and this old white racist guy that probably skipped out on the war and probably hates Asians. But he's, like, friendly to this little Asian kid, kind of. Um, and then feels proud of himself from not letting an Asian kid die for some reason. I, the movie has a lot of issues. I mean, okay. if he skipped out on the war, he shouldn't be against Asians. If he went to war, he would definitely be against Asians. No, I think maybe, like, one of his friends died in the Korean War. Because I've mapped out the, mm. the when the movie, like, when he was born. Because I'm pretty sure he was born in the early 20s. Uh, so it would have been prime for Korean War. But he was married, and he was working at a zoo, and he wouldn't World let War his II. wife been fighting the, the the Japanese. No, I think that he came from money, so I think he was on the road to going to college, possibly. Um, yeah, he wouldn't let his wife fulfill her dreams; just like made her fucking work for everything. She, he's just a bad dude. Held her hostage. Yeah. yeah, he's just a bad guy. I mean, but isn't that really an issue with capitalism rather than him? <laughs> you know, if you think Wait, about isn't it. it love? I mean, love will make you like, do crazy things. If though. I was like, I love that centaur. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. I, I love, love that centaur. I would watch Up if it was about RJ and a centaur that dies. <laughs> and he just misses his centaur and he's like, fuck it. I'm putting balloons on my house. <laughs> But the house goes nowhere, but some Asian kid keeps on bothering him. Now, but it's I like, like a little version of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just your brother. I want RJ's version of Tusk, where his centaur lover <laughs> dies, and so he kidnaps women and sells them to horses. I'd watch that, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like this song. I think it's it's a fine song. Yeah. A, um, what style was this supposed to be in? Um, like if you had to like guess. I had, oh, I have French. The, like, more Frenchy jazz. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is what I had in my notes. I want to hear Adele sing this song. Oh, yeah. I guess with that. this band. Like, maybe change up a few things in the instrumentation, but... As soon as it came on, I was like, this is... To the rain. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I don't want to miss the rain. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's Steven Tyler. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I want to hear Adele sing the song. I uh, I liked her voice in this, and it wasn't like... 
oh my god, this is an amazing voice. But I liked that she had like she seemed like an actual jazz singer. Yeah. She had a lot of jazz swing to her voice that was missing from the other ones. The other ones just kind of did it straightforward, like ragtime jazz. Yeah, and this one was like there was a little bit more area for improvisation, and her sounded good. Um, that Mickey Mouse jazz. Yeah, the Mickey Mouse jazz. Yeah. He's a jazz man. Mickey oh, Mickey Mouse? Yeah. Man, he used to shoot up arrow and play piano all the time with me. Good old Mickey Mouse. Um, yeah, I I wish there was more reverb on her voice. The voice sounded really flat, and that, it, that like, honestly took me out of it. Like, yeah. something about the voice could have changed to fit the music more. To make it better, but yeah, I, I like the outro to it too. It's nice. Yeah, I like the song though. RJ, and I don't you? like the Steven Tyler song. <laughs> Why'd you choose the song, RJ? I like this one. I don't think I. I mean, I might have in the past heard it and just forgot about it, which is the original. common. No, no, no <laughs> this cover itself. Oh, okay. And then I heard it again going through all these, and I was like, I like that one, so I had it on my maybe list, and you know, all the other songs, and I finally just. Got down to these ones, and I was like, all right, I like it enough to throw it on there. How do you feel about Armageddon? Oh, sick-ass movie. No, oh, I'm yeah. talking about the impending Armageddon from <laughs> your sinful ways. Uh, if Bruce How do you think you will fare if in Bruce, the battle between good and evil? If Bruce Willis shows up as the top part of the centaur, it's getting fucked. All right. Yeah, he's a blues man. He's yeah, a see. blues man. <laughs> that means he's going to hell. <laughs> Um. All right, and then we end with these motherfuckers, RJ. These, these dirty, dirty cucks. Dirty cucks. They cucked me so hard. Mm, There's so many cucks in this for that. I went and watched their performance on YouTube to be like, who are these motherfuckers? Oh, mother cuckers. <laughs> cucker, cucker, fuckers. Tearing up my heart. Big and sync song. Huge song from 1997. Now, when this song started, RJ, I was like, okay, you're doing Beach Boys. That's fine. You're doing Beach Boys. It's fine. It's whatever. And then these motherfuckers, I know we've been talking a lot about centaurs. Do you know what he's doing, RJ? Do you know where he's going? All right. We've been talking a lot about centaurs, but not... Enough about sitars. You know what I mean? Not enough about sitars. <laughs> now, I'm a sitar guy, RJ. Yeah. I'm a this big... is a sitar podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm all about centaurs, so totally different. Sorry. Yeah. I thought that's what you invited me over here for. Nah, bro. We're all about this sitar. I brought my lube. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a sitar man, RJ. Yeah. And the Beach Boys. sitar plan. <laughs> <laughs> the Beach Boys and Pet Sounds, it, it's a revolutionary album. It's really good. They use a lot of different music and sounds in it. But when you think of the Beach Boys, you don't think of sitars. No. Who do you think of sitars from the 1960s, RJ? The Beatles? Yeah, ah. You think of the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. George Harrison brought the sitar yeah. to popular world music all around and influenced the Beach Boys to bring the sitar because I believe he had it on a revolver, which came out before Pet Sounds, I believe. Wasn't he influenced by Ravi Shankar? Yeah, he went. Who and- is 
I think what who's the father of Nora Jones? Yeah. 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 RJ. Yeah. Yeah. RJ. <laughs> Norwegian is cool. That has nothing to do with what he's saying. I just wanted to <laughs> but for some there. reason, these dumb motherfuckers do a sitar solo in the mer- middle of this dumbass NSYNC song. Like, oh. Nothing makes me more mad than this song. <laughs> but what sitar solo is it? Do um, we know? Uh, I, it, While my guitar gently weeps. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's a Beatles song. Yeah. In the middle of it. And then... I Mike, the, I do you know ending. about the ending? I know. I heard. I know the ending part. Uh, I don't know if I. I don't know how many times you I just got shut it end. off. <laughs> you just well, shut it off. You need to hear the ending. I right? gotta say I, I that there is. I'm. I'm glad Ringo Starr is still getting work, Hell but yeah. he really needs to be playing music more instead of just talking for 20 seconds at the end of a song. Ringo's talking at the end of the song. Well, somebody that sounds like Ringo is. Oh, God damn it. These dumb motherfuckers, yeah. dude. I'm glad you didn't hear that now because yeah. that made you angry. <laughs> because I would understand <laughs> I if he tried to make okay. the whole song like a yeah. Beatles song. But yes. the, it's yeah. majority Beach Boys. And then they're like, yeah. we're just going to sprinkle in some Beatles. I'm just like, what is wrong with you guys? Yeah. What is wrong? I mean, why am I, uh, the White Album is like two years after Pet Sounds. Like, But you're doing prime Pet Sounds with this song. Okay, let's brainstorm real quick. Beatles style song. What cover would be good to do in that style? Because I could think of other covers besides In Sync. In Sync reminds me of you can't say the that. Beach Boys. The Beatles you don't know? have one sound. The Beach Boys have true one sound. All right, so if you picked um, that's is this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think for Beatles songs now. Okay, if you picked Hey Jude. Uh-huh. What uh, like maybe an Adele song? Yeah. Like she has some other songs that would be interested in covering Hey Jude style. I mean, just a, a dude with a piano, just think, singing about his son. You know? Yeah. yeah. So Beach Boys covering In Sync. I see that. Yeah, I understand but, that. But but leave the Beatles out of it. But you could do the Beatles, but you just have to do pre-Rubber Soul Beatles. Like, you True. just have to do cover band Beatles. Pre-Psychedelic Beatles. You yeah, gotta do exactly. The Hold My Hand Beatles. Exactly. Oh, Which they could sense. have done, but they did yeah. not do that. They could have gone into Hold My Hand in that part. Yeah, they could have Instead of While My Guitar Gently Weeps, just like... Anything, you could have done anything from A Hard Day's Night or Help. Like, either one of those two albums Ooh, yeah. would have been... Oh, yeah. the song Help. Yeah. Damn, you're right. Yeah. So, any of that old stuff... Would have worked with this one, but for some reason they picked that. I don't know what yeah. these. And I looked them up, and I watched their video, and I was like, "You look exactly what I thought you'd look like." Mm-hmm. <laughs> they look like the names are Tanner and Forrest. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, but RJ, why'd you choose this song? <laughs> I like the original NSYNC song, so I was like, okay, I like this one, too. (laughs) I know you didn't do any of this on purpose, RJ. I know that you weren't. I thought he did. (laughs) I thought this was all (laughs) pre-calculated, but I'm looking at his face, and it is not. (laughs) It's amazing how you built this trifecta (laughs) of things. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I never knew that about uh, postmodern jukebox songs that they really threw in an extra part in there, and I really want to go through all of their other songs. And they probably like, do that if you noticed on all of them. They probably did that on all of their songs. And I didn't notice on Creep. 
uh, you said it was Fats Domino, but like all I heard was the, the key change. That's all I remember from that. And then uh, call me maybe. I didn't notice anything because that could be their little thing. They just kind of change the style and yeah, era, maybe. and they throw in and something play, else, like a short cover of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you know but, a rap song. They'll throw in like you know something like a lyric or something or like but, a melody. Yeah. Why do they? Why did they? I'm. I don't know enough of the songs that they do to be like i was surprised getting to this last song being like they're doing mid 60s because almost all of these is 20s and 30s and i assumed most of their stuff was 20s and 30s that's what i was saying at the beginning that rj those are the ones i picked they have everywhere oh that's the thing yeah they go through like like james brown funk Mm. and they do like james brown funk covers of james blunt that's just an example that doesn't exist i would be interested in that yeah they do all kinds of stuff so like um they it's hard to like it's hard to judge it off of these five songs because you're telling me that mostly jazz rj could have done five separate genres five separate eras Eras. or genres you could have done i mean with what they have you could have done five different genres from the 60s five different genres from the 70s i don't know if they go into the 80s do they i don't think they go if they go into the 80s i mean that just expands their possibilities oh yeah they do some the cure they do the cure and fucking guns and roses hell yeah yeah probably do a guns and roses (laughs) in like the 20s (laughs) and devo you know like they can go all over the place with that but they have like a lot of genres in each decade and that's what makes them interesting. Uh, like sometimes I see a song that I like, but I hear it's in like 1920s ragtime, and I was like, "Oh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to hear that music." In I general. My yeah. <laughs> oh, you can fuck off with that. You know, <laughs> it could be my favorite song in the world. They could be doing a Bear vs. Shark cover. I'll be like, "Cool." <laughs> I'm gonna listen to Carly Rae Jepsen. It's insane that people just talked like that back then. You know what I'm saying? Like, did they though? I mean, from what cinema has taught me. <laughs> okay, but think about this. You know how, like, we hear, like, we hear radio from back then, like War of the Worlds. Like, yeah. oh my god, they're coming in through the roof! Blah, blah, blah. Right, like, yeah. they have a radio voice. Think about radio guys today. Oh, that's true. Hello, welcome to World Six Point Five WKRP. We have the Aerosmith Eagle. coming up. The Eagle Jack. Whoa. Yes. Coming up next, we have a man to suck his own dick for a GameCube. <laughs> like they have a radio voice, so that's the only recordings we had of people Ooh, back then. You know Wolfman Jack? Oh, I know Wolfman Jack. <laughs> yeah. right, do you know Wolfman Jack? I do not. Oh, okay. Wolverine? <laughs> I know Wolverine. There was actually a, an interesting movie I watched the other night called The Vast of Night. Oh, yeah. That's a good movie. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. It's one of my favorite alien movies. Yeah. Simple. It's so simple, but yeah. so, like, so of the time and cinematographically, like, it, it's amazing to watch. Um, but they like the way that they were talking throughout the movie. It seemed like a perfect mix of what you hear on the radio and what you would think dialogue would actually be like, yeah, in that time. And I thought it was a good example of it to like take you out of the idea that people were like talking like mobsters all the time back then. You know, I don't know. Yeah. 
That's Wolfman Jack. Wolfman Jack. <laughs> yeah. He's a radio personality from like the 40s and 50s. Well, that was a lot. That was a lot. To- <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a song leading in to him like talking. Yeah. But like, but for example, like there's those radio DJ <laughs> voices, you know, like yeah. they built, they go to school for that yeah. to build their voice. Like it's the same thing for like fucking Bruce Buffer or whoever announces for Bellator or UFC whenever Bruce Buffer's not there. Like right. they have a weird fucking voice, you know, like they're announcers, but they capture your attention. There's like something about their voice. Like, yeah, that's that- true. I wonder if on it, uh, I wonder how much of that comes from a uh, fuck. What's it called? Uh, fuck. I just had the name of it. Uh, um, old, uh, uh, um, uh, comedy fuck oh uh like laurel and hardy no before that it's when they just had like on stages that they would just travel around to like random camps oh um, oh. <sighs> that's where comedy comes from rj fucking rj red skelton before that uh oh what's his name winfield Winfield uh, C. Scott. That was an old one. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, they, I know what you mean. Like, they had, like, yes, they had a voice for that, too. Like, um, just people capturing people's attention. Carnival barkers yeah, have that. Right. That voice. Like, which they just, would, they were kind of like that back then. Well, if you think about it, like, it was all about projecting your voice. So those early movies, like you think about Gone with the Wind, like 1930s, maybe 32, 37, like microphone technology was not there. So actors in that era had to project their voice just to be picked up on the microphone. Yeah. You know, not even thinking about like any subtleties in what they're saying. It's like, we just have to move the microphone a little bit closer and turn it up some more to capture this. Like, they didn't have boom mics. They didn't, you know, have room mics and shit. Like, it was all, a lot of stuff was ADR'd. But I heard something about about the Beatles the other day that they really invented arena rock. Oh, yeah. They had to. Because, yeah, because they had to. And RJ, I don't know if you know this. Because you're on Twitter and looking up stuff. But uh, he, uh, the Beatles had a show that was like so loud that they couldn't even hear themselves play because of the crowd. Yeah. So after that. Fenway Park or Shea Stadium? I think it was Shea Stadium. Oh, was it here? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they had a, a show that was so loud with the fans going fucking crazy that they couldn't, nobody could hear them play. Like, it was just the fans overpowered the instruments. So after that, they started inventing new technology to play these stadium shows, which weren't be being played before. Like, nobody, like no, Elvis wasn't playing stadiums before that, from yeah. what I know. No. You know, like, Not, that was yeah. the invention of the, you know, like, the 70s and 80s. That started Led Zeppelin, Rolling Stones. That started Motley Crue. Like that started Guns N' Roses and Bon Jovi. Yeah. Do you know what the what's the other side of that too? Hmm. Is that so the Beatles couldn't hear themselves play, right? So they decided to stop playing live shows. 
they didn't play a real life show until they were getting ready to break up when they played on the rooftops in New York. And so in between there, they wanted to get their singles still out to people. And so they invented the music video. Oh, yeah, the, the, like the first real Yellow submarine. No, uh, uh-uh. it was, uh, before yellow submarine. Um, but like in order, cause like, um, uh, Penny Lane is one of the first ones, um, of them wanting to get their new singles or their new songs still out to people rather than waiting for the album. And so they would accompany it with a music video because they like making film anyways, cause they had already done it with help and a hard day's night. Um, and so, yeah, they invented the music video because they would refuse to play live shows. Oh, yeah, pretty crazy. Huh? Interesting. I always wondered because, you know, they always credit the, the bangles with the first music video. That's in the sense of like, how did like they made for that purpose? I guess. Yeah. At, instead of an accompaniment. Yeah. Cause the Beatles did so many things on accident. Like yeah. when, when they first, they're credited as being one of the first people to use uh, what would be considered distortion. Um, but they mm-hmm. were just like making their engineers fuck around with shit. And then well, they're they, just turning their amps up super fucking loud well, because they had to over the crowd. And they're like, hey, it gets crunchy after this. Did well, you know that? In the studio, what they would do too is they would have like multiple tracks, right? And in the mix, they would be like, how much, how much can we turn this up right here? And they'd be like, it only goes up this high. Like you can't go any louder. And they're like, okay, but what if we take that? and throw that onto the next one can we take that sound throw it onto the next channel over and then make that louder and they're like yeah we can do that mm. <laughs> and so like they kept on like throwing shit over on the channels to make the sound louder to be able to like develop that type of <laughs> yeah. like, really bad reverb that you hear in like day tripper oh yeah. fucking crazy huh all because they were just like dumb kids fucking around in the studio that's it this is before or after drugs uh this is i mean they were still like smoking weed but like it wasn't that explains it yeah (laughs) dopers have crazy ideas yeah (laughs) i only listen to the national anthem i think they did lsd really i think it was the first time they took like this weird cruise i'm just gonna i can't go into beatles stuff where they went on yachts Uh, that's what they, they went on like, yachts. They were like on like this like yacht trip, and like when they first came to America, is like the, I think it's their first like real time out here, and I want to say it's pre Revolver, so it's like right around '66, and that's when they took LSD for the first time. But Ooh. Yeah. was it with Timothy Leary? No, yeah. I think they were just on boats. Because he boats uh, Timothy hose. Leary was like credited with releasing it from the well, was from the university at the, the lab time. leak yeah he was, he was it was the lab leak <laughs> hypothesis yeah it's all from timothy theory <laughs> yeah he he's the one that brought it out of the lab because albert hoffman invented it in 1940 something yeah and then the fbi and cia experimented with it up until the 60s and it was experimental in colleges like there was a berkeley professor up until the psychedelic revolution, I think it was in like the late fifties, early sixties that used to have on, uh, on his desk, a basket of, uh, mescaline or peyote buttons, like, uh, mescaline. Mm-hmm. And it said like, take one if you dare or something like that. <laughs> 
it's like a take a penny, leave a penny thing. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you know, fuck somebody's head up with that. And uh, it was just nothing was illegal back then. Like, it was all done experimentally in these colleges. And then Timothy Leary brought it out to the mainstream. He met up with people like Charles Manson, who was involved with the Beach Boys in a way. And then, yeah. like, kind of like he was obsessed with the Beatles. So, like, he really brought a lot of that into the uh he really affected the the trajectory of mainstream music at that time yeah like that laurel canyon see the laurel canyon sound like the 67 to 69 sound probably yeah yeah before everybody started dying of drugs (laughs) (laughs) um all right rj so you said my favorite song was two yes my favorite song is four Okay. Oh. Do you okay. guess that my least favorite song is five? My least favorite song is five, RJ. Okay. Okay. <laughs> then got that one, but for different reasons. <laughs> um, and then you said my favorite artist was one. Yes. Um, I'm just gonna by default it's two, only because I've heard her other covers and that I like them. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, for me, he said... Song was three. Song was three. My favorite song is two. It will always be two. <laughs> it always has been two. I love that song. Uh, my least, least favorite? Yes, song f- four. Least favorite is three, ironically. Because <laughs> I love the song. But... And it's nothing against the song. Because it was it was a good song. <laughs> it wasn't like, Carly Rae. No, it's just if I had to pick out of these five, that would be my least favorite. Um, favorite artist too, just because you know she's the best and it's the best song in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike, what are you giving it for a rating? Um, all right, so I was triggered, RJ. Right? Yeah, <laughs> he had to go into his his quiet cave and calm down. Yeah. I, I, yeah, and I would listen to it, and I would get mad, and then I wouldn't. But it's it's fine. <laughs> it's it's fine. I'm I'm gonna give you a three point three, and it's because okay. I was triggered, and I know you didn't. If you had done this intentionally, I might give you a five. If you had done this intentionally, oh okay. <laughs> what a, what a twist. <laughs> Um, but it's just, it's a musical genre that for the four out of the five songs that I can't stand. And then the one, uh, outlier is playing off of a separate genre that makes me frustrated and irritated. Um, and then none of the five songs are like the originals or songs that I love. Like I appreciate creep. It's about, it's my favorite song out of the five, but I don't have like any emotional attachment to the five songs being covered. So yeah. 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 All right. Well, I I enjoyed all of the songs. I don't like In Sync or the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> and uh, you know, Call Me Maybe isn't it isn't a song that I like by Carly Rae Jepsen. So I what? will say that. Yeah, no, I don't like that song. Oh, interesting. So you're saying she's not a good artist. <laughs> I'm, shut the fuck up. You're saying it's, her most popular song is your least favorite. Yeah, just like Creep from Radiohead. That's a great song, though. 
Well, it's there were some. <laughs> um, but I enjoyed all five of these songs because they weren't just standard covers of songs that I've heard before. Um, I like the variety of it. Some things took me out of it, uh, but some things brought me back in, so it's a 4.5 out of 5. Okay. Big difference there. Big difference. Normally, yep. we're kind of, we've been kind of grouped together, all three of us, recently. We have, yeah. Yeah, this big disparaging. No, this one's... This one split us. Yeah. yeah. This one broke us. <laughs> I mean, I'm just a true jazz head, you know, so I just, <laughs> I true. love, I love the old jazz music. Yeah. So this the, one, uh, I did notice there was the ending of the song, which Mike, I still think you should listen to. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, that's funny. Mike's probably not going to like that. And that was in my head. <laughs> you didn't know about the other four things. <laughs> but the rest of it did not. Uh, uh well, I, did, I didn't know any of the other songs. Is that Dave Brubeck that does t- Take 5? I can't remember. I can't remember if it's Dave Brubeck or somebody else. It might be just some local Sacramento guy. Probably Hershey's. Yeah. 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 Candy bar. Oh, I want candy. <laughs> so literally, I you was like... pizza? <sighs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you do it as a lettuce wrap. Right. So, um, yeah, it is Dave Brubeck. Okay. Yeah. So I enjoyed all these songs. They do kind of, you know, like the whole modern jukebox. They go through a lot of their popular songs and everything like that. The only thing is, it's like, you know, this compared to Boyce okay. Avenue. If I did a five songs of Boyce Avenue, I think I'd be very bored of that. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, cool. You got like the cajon you're sitting on and playing on his drum beat. That's nifty. And it's I the same exact song. Is. You got the cojones to play this know. song it's, in my household? It's, it's singular. You come in here, you play fucking Cypress Hill and sing in the membrane in my... You got the cojones? Who do you think you are, Pato? Que ando, Holmes? You ain't got no cojones? <laughs> Sorry, go on. But uh, I, I do enjoy these songs. Good again, that's why I put them on here. Just kind of the ones that I did like out of all of the other ones. So I gave myself a 4.23. Nice. I think it's the first time I've ever scored myself higher than what you scored yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a first yeah. for sure. Yeah. This Good was job, a, okay. it was just very well, listenable. Um, and like, I, I feel like I would listen to it again. Yeah. But I, you know, I like this postmodern jukebox shit. It's yeah. one of those you push play and then they keep on playing the radio and you're like, cool, they're all covers. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm a retard with that stuff. I'm like, I hear like, oh, that, that's a song I know. <laughs> they're doing, but they're doing it, it's different. <laughs> oh! Yeah. Yeah, it catches my attention real quick. Yep. All right, guys. All right. What you got? So what, what you got over there? I've been wanting to make a mix again. Because I hadn't done it for a while, because I've been just on this like hip hop trend, right? Mm-hmm. Of just like, how can I get five different like genres onto a mix? Ooh. I've done it a couple of times before. Want to do it again? Uh, figured out um, how I could do it. It also um, successfully does something else that I've been wanting to try to do, um, which is uh, like 
uh, it's just like things through the, the things, <laughs> but we'll get there. Things through the things. But this is uh, surprisingly for right now, this mix is very timely. Like, very timely. Oh, like a 60 minute mixtape? Lil yeah, Nas like, X and the baby? <laughs> <laughs> like Barbara Walters, for sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to give you the title of it first. I want to see if you can just, just a wild guess of what this could be. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, here's the title <clears throat> A Wizard's Guide to Mastering Production. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Five different genres. A Wizard's Guide to Mastering Production. Kurt Ballou. <laughs> Does he, no, is, oh, uh, uh, Rick Rubin? Is it a producer? It's Steve Albini. Mastering Albini's? Production. Man, he's mastering production. I mean, Rick Rubin is the most masterful producer. Now, there's like a ridiculous amount of different versions of this mix. That I could have made. I made one that is... I like listening to it. I think that Devin is going to have, like... Devin's going to be, like, enjoying it. And then something's going to (laughs) happen. Okay. (laughs) Something bad's going to happen to Devin. Bad's going to (laughs) happen. Shit. And then I hope we end... I hope it's ending with a song that you, you guys haven't heard yet. Okay. So I'm going to send it to you. Let me. Is it any? Is it one producer throughout all five? It is a single producer throughout all Rube? five. Is it Rick Rubin? Now I just sent you the mix. Okay. You tell me what you think. Ooh. Ooh. Did you get it? <laughs> 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 Now, RJ, I don't know if you know the name Rick Rubin. I've heard of it. If you see a picture of him, he may or may not be a wizard. He's a fucking wizard. <laughs> but I'm upset that you didn't put one thing on here. Dude, I'm upset that you did put one thing on a here. a ridiculous amount of options for this. There's there's so many. Like Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's so many different styles. <laughs> he looks like a wizard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a, a wizard. Yeah, he RJ, like did wizard. you see the mix? I saw the mix. Have you have you heard song four? Uh, that one upset me I, I, as well as five, but that four upset I've me. I've heard the album, but I don't know if that stood out to me because that's after I kind of gave up on him. Bro, Kendrick doesn't stand out to you? Well, this is this is my time where I didn't listen to Kendrick. <laughs> this is my time. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is my time. So, like, before that, when I, I was, like, listening to when the Eminem came out, that one, I was just like, oh, Kendrick Lamar, he has that weird Butterflies album. And I never listened to him. Now, we've got different decades here, guys. Different decades, which is really hard to do. Got to be honest with you, because... <laughs> If you if you just take a peek at a Wikipedia page, which is oh. Rick Rubin's produced albums, <clears throat> yeah, it is very in depth. It's ridiculous. Um, like RJ, I could have made like I could have put 
red hot chili peppers on this. Oh, the peps. I could have put some system of a down on this. Assist. Some Lincoln <laughs> Park if I wanted to. Crawling. Some Limp Biscuit. Oh, Nookie. I'm pretty sure he did an Adele album. I might be he wrong did on that. Adele songs. This is the this is the tricky thing with Mr. Mm-hmm. Rubin. Is it will say produced by Rick Rubin or will say a specific song is a Rick Rubin song. He got pretty deep into some underground like metal type stuff too. I mean, we've been wanting to talk about Slayer for some time now. Oh, I always so, want to talk about so Mike <laughs> Devin was icing his seasons in the abyss. Uh, Devin was icing his knee because he's been on his knees too lately, so they're sore. That's not why. I fell down on my bike. So don't make it gay. You saw your mix and literally dropped the ice pack on the ground because he was disgruntled. <laughs> it's because it's gonna be confusing because it starts off <laughs> and like I know I've got two in the middle there that are just like it Devin's jams. With, it just they're starts just, with my mom. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure your mom loves that song. Wait, which one? <laughs> RJ's mom. Okay. She's, she's a big Danzig head. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> That'd be funny if she's like, RJ, you have heard Misfits? <laughs> I love Misfits. <laughs> one rest chorus. <laughs> Donny Capone in the back of the head. Rob Donny Rob. <laughs> you like skulls? <laughs> you like skulls? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Glenn Danzig, my favorite. F- fuck Jerry only. <laughs> Michael Graves, piece of shit. Um, so, like, I made this mix because I could work out to it, too. <laughs> um, okay. Because uh, if you're... RJ, how... I mean... RJ's going to be taking steroids with me in a couple weeks. <laughs> Have you I... only, on this, are you only familiar... like? Like in your head, you you know the song with just the first song. Like, do I actually know all the songs on here? Yeah, like you can, like you know them. I know the artist. I know, but the first song the first is like one. the only one that you're like. That's comfortable. the only one I'm like. I know what that is. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Because I'm I'm excited for you to. I mean, I don't know how big of a Slayer head you are. I thought I, I, I was concert. I thought I wasn't a Slayer head, and then oh, I actually, are you serious? I listened. I saw them I, in Marilyn Manson. I realized I really hadn't listened before, like the aughts. Yeah, you well, and so you probably had the different. idea that you probably had the idea that Slayer was akin to Megadeth and uh, yes. Metallica, right? It's very it's, different. It's very different. It's closer to early Metallica. Yes, yeah. like Ride Lightning era and yeah. Kill Them All era. Like those aren't like I. I still like those metallicas but slayer is on another level <laughs> like even show no mercy which was in like 79 fucking crazy ass album like it started that whole metal death metal trend yeah like they were on another level with that and then they they did change a little bit but now rj if you give a this week if you give a, give a quick goog on mr rubin you'll understand the vastness of this guy I'll um, show you a documentary. I've seen him before. I saw Devin watching the documentary. Did you no, watch three, two, one? McCartney. You don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know. Did you watch no. The, it. So I've seen all the Beatles documentaries. I've seen everything for the Beatles. Okay, everything. I fucking. This is the reason why I made this mix is because I loved three, two, one. McCartney. 
And huh. it's because these motherfuckers are sitting in a stu- in a sound stage by themselves. You, you have a camera crew, but it's just Rick Rubin and Paul McCartney with the original tracks from Beatles and Wing songs where they isolate the original shit in the songs and it is fucking amazing. It is such a cool documentary. Dude, they showed me something I had no idea about, which is in um Abbey Road on um when they were recording in Abbey Road, the album Abbey Road. Um what's his face? Uh Moog, um the synthesizer sizer dude was there creating his first Moog. He was making the first synth. And they used that in one of their songs. And I had no idea what? that they actually used one of his first iterations of a Moog that was there in Abbey Road in a Beatles song. In like, Abbey Road was made in 69 and 70. I was just like, holy fuck, how did I, I've never known that. Before Kraftwerk? Yes. Wow. It's insane. Like, it's such a cool documentary because like, Rick Rubin just nerds out. If you're like a Beatles fan, you understand like the majesty of Paul McCartney and his bass playing. And he just fucking just like isolates his bass and they just fucking talk about his bass playing on some songs. They talk about other shit too, but it is fucking fantastic. I will watch that. It's just because I fucking hate Paul McCartney's bass playing. Dude, I, he is bass playing. When you hear it isolated, you're just like, and Rick Rubin's looking at him being like, how, how did you like, what in the world possess you to do this? in your bass playing. And he's like, I don't know, man. Just, you know, just, <laughs> and he's just right. like, he, he, he doesn't know. He doesn't remember. He's like, I don't remember making these songs. It's just, we were such on a time crunch and we had such that we made like a ridiculous amount of albums in eight years. And it's just like, just sat down just started noodling on the bass. Oh, and that's what God. you got. He's a goddamn autistic wizard. I love him. <laughs> Such a weird dude. And he looks like Rob Zombie. Yeah. Love him. Rick Rubin was recently on Mark Maron's WTF podcast, oh, which was a pretty decent interview. I enjoyed listening to it. Yeah, um, yeah Rick Rubin's an interesting guy. I sh- again, there's don't judge the mix on the song choices because these are just songs that I thought would be. I like all the songs, Devin. I like all the songs. Okay, okay. <laughs> that's all I care about in the mix. Is if somebody likes all the songs, really. I mean, like, if I was going to like be a real Ruben head, RJ, I'd be like, I got to start with either Run DMC or LL Cool J or the Beastie Boys. Yeah, that's how crazy this producer is. He spans those genres from Slayer Bro. to Run DMC. He fucking he produced to the Sir Mixelarts. The Evit Brothers. I had no idea that fucking Big Booty song was a Rick Rubin song. Yeah. That makes sense. Because though. it's a genius song. Yeah. Because he sees Sir Mix a lot and he's like, you got one hit in you and I'm going to pull it out of you. <laughs> you have nothing else after that. Yeah. You're talking yeah. about like the biggest Chili Peppers albums. Rick Rubin. Yeah. Blood Sugar Sex Magic. You're talking about the guy that reinvents artists? Wait, like Californication? Eminem? Eminem. He is the uh he is the rock of the music world. He yeah. reinvigorates franchises. Yeah, he really does. Yeah. And he's all over the fucking place. You've got a guy named Danzig who's in a popular punk band that's like, I'm gonna make a solo album. I gotta call Rick Rubin. Yeah. Making one it's of like the biggest songs ever. 
this amazing song, this amazing rock song that will be played on the radio forever, and yeah. people will know Danzig before they know the Misfits. Yeah. And sure. it worked. Yeah. And no one knows the wizard. No one knows the no wizard. Knows the wizard. He just he's the man he's behind his, the curtain. His, his cap. <laughs> I think he's made like three of that brother's albums. Like three of them. Like two. I many. know he made the last one. He did that documentary. Yeah, it was a great documentary. Yeah. yeah. That's the one that I want to show RJ. Just yeah, it's a little snippet of uh Ruben in it. But you get to see how he is. He seems like a Stanley Kubrick type. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Like he's a silent genius. Yeah. So I apologize, RJ, that this mix I feel like you can just listen to and understand and enjoy it. But to like if you really want to like dive deeper, there's a lot more to this fellow that's a wizard. There's a lot more. So. We might have to change this 10-song mixtape, you know? Yeah, add, seriously. Add some more songs? Yeah. yeah. I can't tell you how many different versions of this mix, and I had to be like, did he actually? Bro, he's a producer on Life of Pablo and Yeezus. And Yeezus, RJ. Just everywhere. Yes. Yeah. You're talking about the guy who's a producer on 99 Problems. Now, Seasons of the Abyss. Hell yeah. Uh, great song. <laughs> but that album. Hold on. Hold on. It's a good album. Those first couple. Right. Good. Speaking right. of that, do you see uh, Kanye's new album that was supposed to drop? No. Yeah, he's like literally posted on his Instagram. Uh, Donda? Ooh. I think okay. it's named after his mom. Okay. And he was like, it's coming out like July 22nd, and now like nothing happened. He like oh. literally had like a live, like a live uh, listen to it, like somewhere in LA. Like live stream. Yeah. Mm. And then people, I guess, were like, not like, they didn't like go crazy on the last song that was like dedicated to his mom. So he was like, fucked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, people said they loved the album and it was the best thing they've ever heard from him yet, but at the album release party, but he has yet to release it. I heard August 6th is the date that they oh, said. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, the goat's I, back, I, baby. I've been looking for it. I was like, this is like post I broke up with Kim and I'm angry. Yeah. They're, like a lot of people are like, it's old, angry Kanye. And hell yeah. Perfect. I was like, cool. I'm so psyched about that. That's exciting. Oh, yeah. RJ, just get your cock out right now. Just get so, it out. Okay. Yes, <laughs> I think it's post-Ruben. Or pre-Ruben. Ruben went all the way into the aughts. Uh, Ruben, well, this is 88. Ruben, no. South Ruben, of heaven. Dude, Ruben goes back to 84. Fuck yeah. He yeah. invented Slayer. Yeah. Uh, dude, one of I didn't know Slayer. this This was... When I listened to this shit, I was like, this is hardcore. This is like yes! the foundation for the yes! hardcore that I love. Yes! And I was just like, I'm a Slayer head, I guess. Oh, yeah, bro. I've been just like getting jacked at the gym listening to this. Hell yeah, brothers. Just ignore the political stuff, RJ. Fine. Just ignore it. Dude, just doing a sick-ass rip like this over and over again. It's integrity. Yes. Neither one of you have seen Slayer, right? No. 
Mike, have you seen Slayer? No, because you'd have to go to like, you know. Like wear a mask and stuff. But anyway. No, like um, you'd be around like juggalos and stuff. I don't want to. So I went there. Like-minded people. I went to a Marilyn Manson <laughs> show. And yeah, see? <laughs> okay, all right. You lost me there. Slayer just her, seeing Slayer. <laughs> Slayer was their opener, and literally what they had is like a white sheet over the whole, like just like. Like just the the curtains open, there was just a white sheet, and all of a sudden they turn on the spotlights behind them, so you just see them with their guitars, and they just threw up a crazy. Yeah, and then everyone's like, and then they just dropped it out, and the flames came out. I was like, this is the badass show I've ever seen. It was fun though. Here, let me play what they played. I was in the pit. I could literally touch them. Imagine a white sheet. Nothing behind. Just a bright white sheet. RJ standing there. Out in the cold, <laughs> not knowing what's going on. Oh, here is a drum. Dick still flaccid. Dick still flaccid. What is that? Is this the next band? Is this a sound check? I don't know. What is happening? Where are the people that play the music? Manson? Is this drugs? Oh, a shadow. A riff. Oh, two guitars. <laughs> Blood, oh my! Blood's flowing, RJ. Blood's flowing. Oh, I'm a rock hard! <laughs> yes! I'm a wizard! <laughs> he was a supervisor for the Ghetto Boys. Yeah, dude, seriously. It's insane. It's literally insane. You got fucking Macy Gray on there. You got Cheryl Crow on there, bro. Like, it's you got insane. Tom Petty, oh, yeah. his greatest hits. <laughs> you got the guy who reinvented. The version of cover songs with Johnny Cash with six albums, bro. Six. Yeah. He takes everything and turns it to gold. He's yeah. been busy. Yeah. This is why he's a wizard. Have you ever heard the looks? Have you ever heard the lyrics to Angel of Death by Slayer? <laughs> he, was, he was doing Mr. Hanky's The Christmas yes. Pooh. <laughs> he's a wizard! He's behind Andrew Dice Clay. He made multiple Andrew Dice Clay albums with him. I wouldn't be surprised if he produced a Bo Burnham special. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited to get into Rick Rubin and obviously oh, yeah. Slayer next week. <laughs> Have you heard the lyrics to Angel of Death? Uh, I've heard the song. I don't know if I paid attention to the lyrics. It's about Auschwitz. Oh, sick. Yeah. Read the lyrics. I mean, dark as shit. <laughs> like the fact that Rick Rubin heard that and was like, "Oh, he didn't care." Sorry, dude. Yes, yeah. yes. I, I I struggled between Good Apollo, but I was just like, "This Mars Volta album is far superior to Good Apollo." Good yeah. Apollo's it's okay. Good Apollo's good on it's great on its own, yeah. like as an album. But there are songs off Mars Volta that you could pull off of. Yeah, I had yeah. no idea that he produced this Mars Volta album. No idea. I didn't either. I was just like, how do you know the Mars Volta? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck, he's a wizard. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, I hope you guys enjoy this mix for next week. I'm excited for you guys to listen to it. I'm excited for you guys. The fourth song works. Just trust me. Okay. (laughs) If you do any type of goog, some googs on the album, and when you listen to the song... It'll it it works, okay? It works. <laughs> and you're gonna like it because Kendrick's in it. <laughs> it's the only shit I care about, brother. <laughs> Eminem. <laughs> yeah, 
So you can find the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us on Instagram. You can find the mixes themselves. Just gotta search five song mixtape, all one word on Spotify. And you can listen to it before you listen to us talk about it. Yeah, milkman. Yeah, yeah, milk, yeah fuck, fucking milkman. <laughs> You'll never be Dave, and I know you don't know what that means. <laughs> no, 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 that's, that's, that's his uncle. You'll never be your <laughs> uncle, man. You'll never live up to your uncle's name. Dave's uh, brother's Mark, and Mark, that's Mark's son. Oh, I met this guy. <laughs> okay. Sorry for talking oh, shit. Oh, no, I met Dave's, I ne- met Dave's son. You'll never be Dave, man. Mel- be Listen to Dave. me, milkman. You might be cool. I don't know you, but... Oh. I think he's only on episode five. Well, <laughs> well Welcome to Thunderdome, bitch. <laughs> Next time I see you, I'm knocking that milk out of your fucking hand. I'm just going to be hitting the back of the head sometime in my coffee republic. Like, I'm the fucking milkman. Like, I get it. I'm so sorry. A muscle. I'm so sorry, but you're still not Dave. <laughs> uh. <sighs> yeah, listen to that milkman. man. <laughs> <laughs>